Hello. Oh, that was too loud. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey. And welcome back to the Brit and the Believer podcast. Ooh. Oh my God. I literally just spit so much when I said that. Yeah. And the Believer. Yeah, let's get a new microphone. But this is a podcast, so you guys didn't see that. Mm, I saw it. That's <laughs> all oh. I needed to see. You did see it? No. I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you weren't looking. Um, I'm Ari. I'm the Believer. I'm Michael, and I'm the Brit. What? It's true. <laughs> Something funny about that? So over it. So, I'm the Brit. Well, I am. I want to get to the I'm ghosts. The or the, the, <laughs> the ghosts. So over it. I, I'm doing hyphens. Well, this is our first episode of the new year, because our last one oh, was yeah. on New Year's Eve. Hello, 2019. Woo! Let's go. How exciting. Already loving 2019. Yeah, it's going pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's going pretty well so far. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, it is. I good. don't have tuberculosis, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Michael yeah. had to go get a checkup and for some reason his TB blood test like showed up as positive at first. Yeah. So that was a little bit scary. But he doesn't have TB. He no, like had no. to do a My lungs are fine. Oh yeah, yeah a x-ray fine. of his lungs. But it showed nothing, nothing. bad. So it was so weird though. That still yeah. is weird to me. Yeah, I want right. to be it's like, like Do I have like tuberculosis in yeah. my blood? But I want to be. <laughs> it's not showing no, up in no, my you don't. I want to be like, why does that happen? That's probably not yeah. good that that happens. Because people of you probably get freaked out. Uh, nurses or doctors, then please. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, if, if anyone knows any why, why that happens. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? Yeah, let's just get right to it because I have so much that I want to talk about today. Right. Into we it. are doing haunted universities. Haunted universities Yay. or colleges if you're yeah. from this country. Or college campuses. Haunted places. Actually mine is a college. It doesn't identify as a university, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. It doesn't. No, it's just What? It just sounded like you were talking about someone not identifying. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I identify as a university. <laughs> I don't think we'll we'll get there, but yes, everyone should be able to identify as whatever they would like to identify as. So, speaking of a place that identifies as a college and not a university, I picked St. Mary's College in South Bend, Indiana. St. Which Mary's. Is, yes, which is my hometown, and it's the, uni- I will see, there we go, university. It's the college that my mother has worked at since before I was born. It, she's worked there forever. Um, she teaches psychology. So, basically, I've grown up all of on this campus, all over this campus, running around as a kid, going to camp later, going um, to visit my best friend Allie when she went there to school every once in a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, St. Mary's College. Should I start it, or do you want to say? Hmm? Do you want to talk about what yours is? Or? Uh, no, I'll save it. Okay. I'll save it. You'll save it. All right. So, history of St. Mary's College. So, basically, it's a women's liberal arts college um, that's located in, they say that they're in Notre Dame, Indiana, so like little quick, like jump off um, topic. Well, kind of, but like, so I'm from South Bend, Indiana. South Bend, Indiana is a city um, in Northern Indiana and Notre Dame University and Holy Cross University and St. Mary's University are all very close together, Mm -hmm. but they all technically are in Notre Dame, Indiana because Notre Dame likes to do that. Notre Dame. So like it's in the middle of South Bend. It's not like next to south bend it's literally in the middle of it but they mm-hmm. still say notre dame yeah so i'm gonna say we it's went there in right south... when um 
Yeah, we went there. Mm-hmm. We, well, yeah, I remember we drove around it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's where Allie works. So we yeah. went and visited. Yeah, her. I remember. Yeah. Um. Remember. So basically, yeah. So they say they're in Notre Dame, Indiana, but I always say it's in South Bend, Indiana, yeah. because being someone that is from that town. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense. They just like to be their own zip code is really why they do that. Um, Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. So um, originally, St. Mary's College actually wasn't founded in South Bend. It was founded in Bertrand, Michigan in 1844 by the Sisters of the Holy Cross. Um, but then oh, it was... Oh, I remember your mum. Yeah. Talking telling, about, talking those, about this. Those, yeah. those ladies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling... Ah, that was such a good story. I know. I'm, I'm talking a little bit about what how my mom tells the story, yeah. too, just because it's, it's much more story. entertaining that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was originally in Bertrand, Michigan in 1844. That was the year it was founded. But then one year, or no, 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 I'm sorry, 10 years later. Wait, nope, 11, because it's 1855. One plus 10. Yeah, 11. <laughs> um, 1855, it was relocated to South Bend, Indiana. And then later, <laughs> way, way, way down the line, yeah. um, Notre Dame proposed to merge St. Mary's or to merge with St. Mary's, like merge it with their school, because Notre Dame was only men, and mm-hmm. then St. Mary's was only yeah. women. So they were like, we should join together in like the early 1970s. And St. Mary's was like, mm, no, nah, we good. We don't need that. <laughs> they just like didn't want to do it. And so they remained just a school for women. So they still to this day are just women. Um, and then Notre Dame basically just added women and men. So now it's a co-ed university. Um, yes, yeah, so the four sisters that came to America from Le Mans, France, uh, they um, were the ones, like, the four sisters that founded uh, the university, like, the mm-hmm. four main sisters. Um, and they traveled, like, it was like a 30-day journey, like, 30 days straight. They were just traveling to get to this, well, no, at that time it would have been Michigan, but coming to, like, found the school. So it was yeah. a big, big, long trip for them. Maybe they saw the Flying Dutchman maybe we'll never know um but yeah so they came from it's funny because it's i know it's le mans but in south bend we say le mans le mans hall le mans like so so indiana yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah so le mans hall is like at the center of the campus um and that was actually the it's the second oldest building there but that's like the main focus of the university yeah. still or sorry the college still to this day um and it's basically like the symbol of saint mary's and commencement is held every year on the south lawn in front of Lamon and both um holy cross which is the another building that we'll be talking about it was it, that's the oldest building on campus and Lamon, the second oldest building were built under the leadership of mother pauline o'neill who was the first president of saint mary's college and everyone called her um the builder they were founded were founded blah blah everyone fondly referred to her as the builder um because she was responsible for just building a lot of the really infant why are you laughing i was picturing wreck it ralph and oh yeah (laughs) the builder oh yeah bob the builder yeah um but yeah she's known as the builder because she's responsible for like she installed lake marion that's on campus and she erected the stone front entrance to saint mary's college that's still there and everything um and then obviously Lamont Hall, which is like 
one of the most famous buildings on campus still to this day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really all the history I did just because there's a lot of stories. A lot of ghosts. So basically like my, I won't talk about these until the end, but I have had experiences in two of the buildings that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, one that I'm like positive is paranormal. And then another one that was just like kind of freaky and like Ooh, positive freaked us out. Um, yeah, I'm positive. Uh, but yeah, so we'll go ahead and just start with one of the halls. This is actually, we talked about, I mentioned Holy Cross and I mentioned Le Mans. Um, and then those are the other two that we're going to talk about later, but those have the most stories. So I'm kind of saving those for later. So I'm starting out with Regina Hall, which was established in 1965. Um, and it was established as a convent originally for the mm -hmm. Sisters of the Holy Cross. Um, but then it was leased to the college as a residence hall in 1969. So there were sisters there for about four years. Um, and then I'd imagine this was around, you know, when the time when nuns kind of weren't becoming as big of a thing yeah. it wasn't as it's cool to be a nun anymore um, <laughs> i do remember though there were a decent amount of sisters still on campus when i was like a little kid going yeah. to saint mary's yeah um and we'd have like sisters come from like other countries and stuff and like you know work at saint mary's yeah. or learn you know come for schooling and stuff like that but yeah there were a decent amount of nuns older nuns um that were still around when I was a kid. I don't mm -hmm. think there's that many there anymore though, if any, I'm not mm -hmm. sure. I'd have to ask my mom. But uh, yeah, so they were living in there for a few years and then the college purchased the building. Um, so it was a residence hall in 1969, but then the college like permanently purchased the building in 1994. I was two years I old. I was August 94. Um, the college is per no in the building in 1994. Oh, just said 94. Okay. So you were around I, I, somehow. You were either in your I mommy's mean, unless, tummy or it was, it was past October. I yeah, but I'm saying yet. you were. Oh, I was you around. Were existing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had um, been conceived. Yeah, you were <laughs> either in the tummy. You were either in the tummy or you were. Yeah. Running around being a little baby. Um. Uh, but yeah, so it became like an actual part of the university, or sorry, I keep saying university, sorry. It became a part of the college officially in 1994. And this just has like some kind of vague, spooky stories. Spooky so stories. Um, the claims of Regina, some of the ghostly claims are people have heard pianos playing without anyone touching them. Ooh. They found doors wide open when they were originally locked shut. And some mm -hmm. have even seen a mysterious rippling in the pool that used to be in the building's courtyard. Um, so I know like exactly like what, when they say like in the courtyard, the pool that was in the courtyard and stuff like that. Like I know exactly where that is. I never, mm -hmm. I obviously never saw any rippling or anything like that. I need to start taking notes. Why? So, cause I don't want to interrupt you and talk about this stuff now, but I want to be well, no, Oh no. If you have a thought about like the rippling in the water, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I, that was actually oddly enough. What is that? A plane? It's something. I think it's a plane. Sorry. Yeah. There's a plane going over right yeah. now, but, um, yeah, that was actually one of the things I was like, I bet Michael will have well, something to say the, about this. The piano is being played without people touching them. It depends because there are, I mean, there are obviously things called player pianos that do play, but I don't think it's those because that would be too obvious. That would just be silly. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, um, they wouldn't just have those. <laughs> but the rippling of the water, I mean, wind can cause 
I mean, I don't have any. Anything. I don't have any more specific details other than that. We'd have to ask whoever made that claim because that's just like the vague claim that Mm -hmm. I have. Um, I can say that that building is, it's kind of a weird layout. There's like a lot of parts of the building are like underground with like no windows. So a lot of the times when I went there for camp, we'd have like the dance rehearsals, but they would be like underground in a studio where you'd have to walk down these like really dark, like unfurnished or unfinished hallways. So it would just be like the piping and like stuff like that. So you'd be walking through a hallway and you'd hear like really loud, like water rushing or like the heats. I don't know, like sounds of just like pipes working and stuff like that. Like piano's playing. Well, not piano's (laughs) playing. I never heard that, but like the just sounds of stuff that was kind of like, could be unsettling. Yes. So it's like just a, Yes, so like just a weird kind of layout when getting from point A to point B. Like you'd have to walk through stuff that was kind of freaky. So I could understand why people would be uncomfortable sometimes there. And then there also are some places like in like up above, like on the ground floor that were just like beautiful, like where you could see into the courtyard and like beautiful like places for the students to lounge and stuff like that with really nice comfy couches and chairs. Um, I think a lot of the time, like for spring break, I would go and spend like time with like some of my friends on campus. We just like run around campus. And that was one of the places we would go with like the comfy chairs and couches. So that's Regina Hall. And that's actually back. I think we drove past that when we were doing your the little drive-by tour. It was like the flatter mm-hmm. building in the back. I don't know. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to Holy Cross Hall. Holy Cross Hall. Yes. Holy Cross so just Hall, like, Batman. What? Have you, know, have you ever no. heard that from the animated series? That no. Robin will say, holy something, something, Batman. And that's Julia's dad that saying Julia's that. Julia's <laughs> <laughs> dad, yeah. That's it's our roommate's, our roommate's dad is like the original voice of Robin. and Wait, original? Can I say yeah, original? I think so. In the cartoons, yeah. Yeah. And then now he's like the voice of Nightwing and yeah, so it's pretty Magical cool. Stuff. He's like a legend Magical in stuff. the in in that world. Um So yeah, so Holy Cross Hall, um it's the oldest college building on campus. I think I said that earlier, but yeah. Um and it was previously known as St. Mary's Academy before it was like a full-blown college. Uh it was deducted. That can't be right. That's what I put in my notes. It was what? Dedicated. Dedicated? <laughs> it well, was I don't deducted. know the rest of the sentence yet. So. It was deducted in 19... No. It was dedicated in 1903, and it's named for the congregation that founded St. Mary's College, Sisters of the Holy Cross. Duh. Literally every building on this campus has, like, such a significant name choice. Yeah. Like, it's all very... Like, when I was looking up the different buildings, there was, like, at least, like, a paragraph each about, like, why it was named, what it was yeah. named. So yeah, ghost sightings in Holy Cross. Um, One of them is like one of the just like vaguer ones that I read was there was a young nun and a large dog that would occasionally be seen in front of the building during a time when only a single older nun worked there. And like the ghost nun was seen wearing a habit. Mm -hmm. And the only nun at the time that wore a habit was like older. Um, And none of the nuns that lived there owned a dog. So it was kind of a weird thing of like people would see a nun and a dog like as if they were living there and staying there, but like there wasn't a yeah. nun with a dog. Did nuns ever visit? 
Um, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, like yes, the answer to yeah. that is yes. <laughs> but if it was seen multiple times, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's just like a vague claim. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I wish I saw a ghost dog with a nice, friendly nun. That'd be dope. I'm imagining Ooh. like, I'm imagining Maria from The Sound of Music with like her habit oh, yeah. with like her bangs out. Yeah, I'd be like, hey girl. There's a creepy nun in, in your one of story. My stories. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, there also have this once again. This is just like a vague claim, and then we'll get into the specific ones. Um, there also have been noises heard in the bathroom, especially the third floor bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know at one point I stayed on the third floor. I don't remember like which room I stayed in or anything because at that point I was just too young. Um, I My first job was actually an on-campus job there though and I did work the front desks but I would work them like early in the morning. Yeah. Um, and it was, Holy Cross was definitely one that even though it would be like early in the morning, it was kind of creepy because I'd have to get there at like 7 a.m. Yeah. Um, and it would be kind of creepy when it was like quiet and no one was around. So, because it's an older building and it's beautiful, but like it's been there forever. Yeah. So this is from a student named Kathleen and it's her personal experience. Um, so basically when she like first moved in the first night she ever stayed in there, she felt her blankets being tugged on, um, but she didn't really have anything happen anytime soon after that. So she kind of just like, you know, shrugged it off. She was like, yeah. it's my first night here, whatever. Um, but then a few months later, she had another experience, which is, this was the one that I was reading. And I was like, oh my God, this is so scary. Because mm-hmm. if this happened to me, I just don't, oh my God, I just don't know what I'd do. So... Um, A few months later, she was, like, laying in her bed. She was, like, basically almost asleep, she said. And then she heard her roommate come in, and her roommate was just, like, shuffling around. And she was, like, assuming. Kathleen was assuming. She was, like, oh, okay. Like, her roommate's name was Emily. She was, like, it's just Emily. She's, like, coming in to get ready for bed or whatever. But then she realized that she was, like, being really loud. And she said it was, like, kind of obnoxious. Like, it was loud enough that it was bothering her. And so... She thought that was really weird because she just, the person that Emily was, she, like, wouldn't be loud like that. So then she, like, was facing the wall in her bed. So she, like, rolled over, and then she said, I just wrote down exactly what she said because I didn't want to summarize it. So she said, I roll over, and I look at the edge of my bed, and someone is standing there staring at me and smiling. I was like, Emily? And it didn't move. It just stayed there smiling at me. And the weird thing about it was like, she said that she actually wasn't afraid of it though. It was like she couldn't stop looking at it. Like she was kind of like transfixed by it. Yeah. And so then she said, I realized it wasn't Emily, but I was watching it and the whole room was pitch black and I didn't have my glasses on, but I could see this thing perfectly. It was standing on the ground at the edge of my bed. It was a full person. I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. I had no idea. I just remember the smile. It was a (laughs) huge smile. I wasn't scared when it happened, but afterward I was freaking out. From there, I never saw it again after that, but we always had weird experiences in our room. Um, And also like these rooms, I put this down because I want to explain. It's like a quad. Stop. Don't do that. (laughs) Why would you do that? It's like 11 here. I just look over at him, guys, and he like is doing this really weird like joker grin. Ugh. It's like 11.30. Don't do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rude. 
That's exactly what I imagine, though, is just this thing. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. like Cheshire, Cheshire cat. Cheshire cat. Cheshire cat. Smile. Cheshire cat. You say Cheshire cat or Cheshire? Cheshire. 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 Like I say Cheshire Cat. Northamptonshire. Some people say Shire. Cheshire Cat. Cheshire. I've I heard think... people say Cheshire Cat. Yeah. Cheshire anyway, cat whatever. Traditionally, what? Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, like, the way that these dorms are laid out, they call it a quad. So, basically, there's, like, it's two different rooms. And then, like, there's one room where all the girls sleep. And then there's one where they can, like, lounge around. And I remember, like, I, I can see that. I can picture it perfectly. Like, I know what mm-hmm. they're talking about. So she goes on to say, there were so many times where we'd hear our entry door open and someone walking around out there, but no one was there and our door was locked and everything. It happened multiple times. So, mm-hmm. like, that's enough for me to believe that that room, for whatever reason, was active. Someone saw something with, you know, when they were, like, fully conscious and, like, aware of what was going on. She didn't say anything about being paralyzed. I guess she did say she was transfixed by it. But, yeah. like, we talk about, like, sleep paralysis, and, like, that's, you know, something that happens to a lot of people. And I think there is an element of sleep paralysis that's paranormal. But I know a lot of doctors will explain it's, like, a, you know, it could be proved to be scientific or whatever. Yeah, it's a physical thing, like, you yeah, Brain but wakes I, up, but your body doesn't in yeah, layman's terms. I but I believe it can be both. I believe that there can be something happening to your body, but you also can be seeing things that are really mm-hmm. there that An you can't explain. An out-of-body experience. Uh, yeah, perhaps. we can. Well, yeah. maybe we'll we'll have to do um, an episode on that because I have an out-of-body experience from someone that I'm like, yeah. this is 100% real. There's no way that this guy can make it up because there's like things that he knew while he was quote-unquote dead. That, like, there's no way he could have made it up. Well, 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 that's another episode. Yeah. So um, so this was Kathleen's story, right, about this room. So a completely different student who does not – or was it – do they know Kathleen? Okay, I don't want to say that they didn't know Kathleen because I don't have evidence of that. Mm-hmm. But she said – this is Melissa. So this is Melissa's specific story, so I'm just going to read it. I remember sitting up out of nowhere and just opening my eyes and I saw a man standing there by my bed. It was just kind of like a face. And then she said, like, after this experience, she did just, (laughs) I don't know how people can do this. She said she just, like, fell back asleep. She was just like, "Mm, hey, dude, and then, like, fell asleep. But then the next day she was thinking about it or whatever and she was like, oh, I probably just had a bad dream or whatever. Yeah. She didn't really think about it. But then later, like, another time, she said she was... I was probably, or sorry, yeah, she said she was probably asleep for about an an hour, and then she said, all of a sudden, my eyes shoot open again, and there's a face in front of me. It just stared, oh, sorry, I just stared at it and didn't really do anything. I remember it zooming backwards, and it went against my wall. It stood there for a quick second and then disappeared. I just remember turning on my flashlight and trying to look around. I couldn't really say anything. I didn't scream. I just did the most simple thing. Um, But then she said, like, she couldn't really find anything. And so she was like, okay, I can't find anything, but I know what I saw. So at this point, she wasn't like, oh, I just had a bad dream again. She was like, no, I've seen this twice now. And she said, 
it was the same man with a smirk on his face, exactly like the man I saw the other night. So I couldn't, so it couldn't have been a dream the other time. And then she also said, it just worried me how close he could actually get. It felt like he was kind of waking me up at the same time, but he didn't really do anything. I don't get super bad vibes from it, but it's still freaky. Now I'm sleeping with the lights on because I don't want to see anything. I don't know what I'd do if I saw it again. Even though people have said before this man, if it's the same guy, doesn't do anything, it still freaks me out. Which, like, rightfully so, if I woke up in my dorm room and saw that shit, I'd be like, (laughs) yeah, right, I'm moving rooms. Yeah. But just because she says she saw it twice Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a dream because yeah i've had recurring dreams plenty yeah but she wasn't asleep yeah. when she saw it yeah yeah this is where we disagree yeah that's de- <laughs> i was gonna say that's debatable but yeah it depends like, it i depends. sleep paralysis i believe was it, you girlfriend yeah was it like a groggy stupor did she kind of wake up and like something in her room looked like it took the shape of a face like i've had that happen to me before and it's really scary but you know, I thought a pile of clothes was a burglar once. <laughs> yes, you but know. we've all had that happen. Yeah. but I, then, One then time then you... my mom was stretching in, like, I saw her standing in her room stretching and I thought she was a monster. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but imagine if you saw that and then hadn't, and then just kind of went back to sleep again. And then you hadn't had no, that realization. No, but she didn't. She got up and was looking around with a flashlight. Yeah. I thought you said she went back the to sleep. The first time. The first time. First time she okay. went back to sleep. Second time she got up and she was like yeah. trying to look around. Yeah. Well then when you put the flashlight on, whatever was creating the illusion is now gone because yeah, but see, that's extra where, light. Yes, but that's where we differ because you think whatever's creating the illusion and I think the ghost whatever stone. that entity is, yeah. Okay. Is like, okay, my time, my time to go. It's time for me to peace out of here. Yeah. So those are some of the stories about Holy Cross. Holy Cross. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... As far as Holy Cross, the only story that I have there is, it's not, I guess I can't, I don't even really think it's my story, but there, when I was at camp one year, I think it was my, was it my second year at camp? Um, two of the girls, one of them I roomed with, no, this is my first year. Yeah. Cause I roomed with three different people. So I roomed with two girls. There are three of us total. And then there were like other girls, obviously, like in the other rooms around us. We were all like right next to each other. So one of my roommates came back one night and she was talking about how they had been in the elevator and they were like kind of freaked out for whatever. It was just like late at night or whatever. So they're freaked out. And so she and the other girl were like holding hands because they were just like scared. Yeah. And then she said the woman in the elevator, like I just remember she said that she looked like a witch, like kind of like big nose like with a wart kind of thing like that she said she looked like that and then the girls like didn't say anything to her but she was like asked them if they wanted to hear a ghost story or something like that and then she told them the story of these like penny like someone woke up and there were all these pennies on their floor and then like she said that her and the other girl were like crying And this woman is, like, telling them the story. And then they said that the woman, like, went out into the elevator, like, went out onto another floor. And then, like, they came up to our floor or whatever. 
So first off, supposedly no one was supposed to be sitting on the floor that that woman got off on. Yeah. And it was creepy if the elevator would stop for whatever reason on an, I think we were on the top floor. Like all the girls just stayed on the top floor when that year of camp in, in Holy Cross, there were other girls staying yeah. in other places sometimes. But, um, so that was kind of weird. Cause every once in a while, if the elevator would open on like another floor, like the floors were all like dimly lit, yeah, like none empty. of the lights were on. So it was like really creepy looking. Um, but I don't, that woman just could have been staying in a room. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But why would you um, tell him a scary story? I don't know. Yeah. So it's that weird. seems Was it mean. Halloween? Summer camp. No, summer, summer camp. She's just telling them a scary story to tell them. Um, so there was like the Penny story. And then I think maybe someone claimed like that they had found pennies in their room. But that was like. Mm-hmm. But I do remember them being, my roommate being really visibly like shaken from that. And they told the counselors. And yeah, the counselors good, were like it really might have upset. Been a really yeah. creepy lady. Yeah, but the, the but that was <laughs> how we found out. Some... The counselors were the ones that said that like no one should have been yeah. on that floor. Well, so that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't hear anything after that because mm. I didn't really want to talk about it anymore because I was freaked out. <laughs> yeah, of course. So so that was the first first story about Holy Cross. Holy Cross. And then moving right along to Lemon Hall. Lemon. 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 But yeah, we say Lemon because mm-hmm. we're from the Midwest and we're annoying. No. <laughs> well, Jeez. I mean, it's just annoying that we like things turn into Lemon. Yeah. Like, I mean, Notre Dame is gross. Another one. Like, yeah. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, that's true. Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Indiana. It's just all the same. Um, so yeah, so just quick history about Lemon. Um, this hall was dedicated in 1903, and it is the second oldest building, once again, because Holy Cross is the oldest. Um, so it, it still is set up this way, unless something's changed, like, recently. But it, when I was a kid and when I was going to camps and all that kind of stuff, the administration building is the whole first floor. So there's, like, offices and, like, there's, like, big, long corridors, you know, to the different spots in the building because it's a big long building yeah and then the upper floors are all residence halls or yeah. wait residence halls halls yeah. of residence yeah residence halls yeah. yeah um so the main story that you'll hear everyone always talks about is the story of uh female well they're all female students a young woman who was a student there who hung herself in the bell tower because there's the big bell tower once again is like the symbol of um saint mary's campus Mm -hmm. the lamont bell tower so there isn't any evidence to prove that this happened okay there is a suicide that's happened in lamont yeah and there has been a lot of activity in that room slash like hallway area so there's a part of me that wonders if that's where it came from if it's like oh someone committed suicide and there's a bell tower so like it's kind of cool to say someone like committed suicide in the bell tower just because yeah yeah, whatever it's like more of a creepy thing whatever i don't know some you know it's it's yeah the building's been there forever maybe that's how it got passed down i don't have any like factual information about someone being discovered committing after committing suicide in the bell tower yeah well that's the kind of thing that might have been not broadcast (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that's true. So, and it's very true. So it's hard to know. And obviously, if, that's, if it happened that long ago, yeah. they probably wouldn't have said anything. Especially yeah. being, I don't know if I've mentioned this already, but this is a Catholic university. Yeah, so they wouldn't want so they, yeah, any suicide, type of suicide. Like they wouldn't want to bring that up. No one's getting into heaven. Commit suicide. Oh, God. Judas. We're not even going to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe that. I just want everyone to know. Yeah. That's I don't believe that. But that's... Yeah. Michael doesn't believe, believe heaven, in heaven so, at all. Yeah. So <laughs> he doesn't believe in any of it. Yeah. I don't believe it. But that. still, you shouldn't commit suicide. Still, no. Right? Yes. Please yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So that's the main one is like, that's kind of like the go-to. People will say like, oh, have you heard the story of the woman who hung herself in the bell tower? Yeah. And you'll be like, no. But like it's basically like well people say they sometimes they'll see a woman hanging from the belt like that's it sometimes they'll say they'll see a woman hanging from there i didn't hear anyone specifically say they saw that so like if anyone ever whenever people tell me stuff if it starts with people say this mm -hmm. then i automatically don't believe a word that they're saying (laughs) (laughs) i'm not this it's just like people or, or it's people say this people are saying this or the classic Lots right, of right. people are saying sure. it's just like what the sure a lot of not a lot of politicians, one politician in particular likes to say now. It's just like it's <laughs> such a vague thing to say. Like people say this, or do they? Who says people that? People say I'm a wonderful guy. Uh, please touch. <laughs> That's up. always my go-to. <laughs> okay, well, moving right along. People say no. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it. what I put was there's also lots of claims of activity on the second floor of Lamont underneath the chapel, and this is aligning with the stories that I have heard yeah. and things that I have experienced. Um, so there is a specific story again from a previous student who she had a there was like a WordPress um, blog post that she posted and her username, I'm, I'm assuming it's her username, username for WordPress was Belle Renee and St. Mary's like logo is the bells. So Belle I'm sure Renee. that's like, yeah, like a ode to St. Mm-hmm. Mary's. Um, but yeah, so this was under Belle Renee published this um, experience of hers. Um, so what she said was there's a skinny hallway of tiny rooms reserved for first year students called Queen's Court which is where I stayed. Mm. Yeah. When I went to camp, my final year, which yeah. is, that's my story that I'll okay. tell later that okay. I'm like a hundred percent convinced that was paranormal. Um, uh, she says, I lived there for half of my first semester. And then in parentheses, she says, roommate issues led me to an equally creepy dorm room to myself around the corner. Queens court is notoriously haunted by a poltergeist named Mary the name of the student who committed suicide in the room at the far end of the hall. So like all this is like stuff that I was told as well. And there's like evidence to back this up. According to legend, Mary would steal small items and hide them in odd places. She also rearranged things in your room. So this is like what students would say like, Oh, people's stuff goes missing Mm -hmm. in there. Like whatever things will get rearranged. That was kind of just what everyone would say. Um, so she, she says, for instance, years before I lived in Queens Court, a student had stayed on campus during fall break to work on a project. She had spread her materials around the floor in her room and got up to use the restroom. When she returned, all her materials had been rearranged into a circle around her poster board. And then she goes on to say, I had one run in with Mary earlier in the semester, earlier in the semester, my hairdryer went missing. 
For weeks, I looked for it. My roommate and I were still on good terms at this point, but she still hadn't seen it either. Another student whose face wash went missing had told me that if you just ask Mary for the item back, it will return. So I asked. The next day, I found my hairdryer and a box full of craft supplies in the back of my closet. In support of these rumors a couple years ago, and oh, sorry, this is talking about Mary, like the Mary stories. So that was the end of her story. This is like going on. Mm-hmm. So in support of these rumors, a couple years ago, an alumni in her 80s visited room 274, which is the room in Queens Court that all this activity happens in, and told the girls that it was her roommate that hung herself. Yeah. In the be- in the room? Not the bell tower, though. In the room. In the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is another one where, like, St. Mary's doesn't have, <sighs> they don't have, like, a record of, like, no, so-and-so. No Mary Thomas, or... you know took her own life in room 274 yeah Yeah, they don't have anything like that so i'll go on to read these are kind of just some these are like shorter stories so they won't be as long um some of the other stories two of um bell renee the girl that just the story who was who we just read um she also said two of her friends who were sisters and in her choir lived on the fourth floor of lamont hall and would regularly see regularly see a man in overalls in the bathroom at night which like that is definitely not allowed. Like, yeah, they did creepy. not let men up there past a certain time. Yeah, even if they were workers. like No, like, workers could only go up there during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the ones which I was like, that's creepy. Um, a student named Fiona would feel her bed being shaken every night, and then later she'd hear the floorboards creaking as if someone was walking across them, but then, like, no, she would be in the in the room by herself, or her and her roommate would both be in bed. Creepy. Um, a few people from building services once found a child's handprint on the window, which I don't know when this happened, but I just think it's funny because I would run around Lamont Hall all the time, but I'm uh, like, yeah. that could have been my handprint. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if it happened in the 90s, but not if it was before then. Um, And then also security staff has felt an unexplained cold chill in the Stapleton Lounge, even though there is no air conditioning in there. Um, One student saw another man in Queens Court run past her and through a wall when she was doing her nightly rounds because she was an RA, which is another thing that I would be like. First off, if you see a man running at you, I would be like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But then if he runs through the wall, like, are you relieved? Or are you like, oh my God, I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what? Like, I would obviously rather it be a ghost than a real man running at me. But like, either one is bad. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> this is kind of sad. Um, many students claim that they have heard a crying baby in the shower of Queen's Court. And... I know this guy. I went to school with his kids. I think he's still there. Archivist John Kovach says someone died in Le Mans during the early 1970s. And he does like, I, I know him. So I can say like, yeah, no, he is. He's in the archives. So he would know that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's rumored that this death was a stillborn baby left in the bathroom. Yeah. It's rumored. Um, but for confirmation on that death, students will have to wait 75 years until the coroner's, coroner's reports are open to the public. Oh, yeah. So we'd have to just like check um, that at another time. Also, on the what? Oh, I just thought it's <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. On baby crying sounds. Uh-huh. No, you're gonna think I'm annoying for saying this, but pipes 
can make all sorts of weird sounds. Oh, yeah. No, that's I true. I 100% believe that like a burst pipe or a leaking pipe or anything like that could create a high-pitched like sound off and on or like a permanent screech or like an off and on wail or whatever that might sound like a crying baby. I mean, I think... I'm just saying. Okay. I think a baby crying is very specific, but sure, maybe if it yeah. was like muffled or whatever. Exactly. Um, and then last but not least, this is just like a weird thing that I found. There was also a girl that was found dead in her dorm in Le Mans in 1990. And even after the autopsy, the coroner, the the coroner was unable to determine the cause of death. Isn't so like enunciated. Oh no, I wasn't going to have you cut that. Okay. (laughs) The coroner. (laughs) Why is this happening? Coroner. Coroner. (laughs) The coroner was unable to determine the cause of death. So like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and then here's <laughs> the thing that you hate most. People say yeah, that I'm this sure they student, do. along with the crying baby, dwell in the shadows of Le Mans. <laughs> Your favorite. Yeah. I should have done it in my Zach Bagans voice. Oh, God, no. Zach Bagans <laughs> needs to... Uh, Zach Bagans. I hope he gets... No, I don't hope that, but... Hey, man, he's funny. living... He's doing his thing. He's if, living like, his life. It would, if the first like concrete evidence of ghosts was him <laughs> being haunted to within an inch of his life as karma for all oh the stuff gosh. he's made up, you know? I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think he might already be like damaged beyond repair with some of the stuff he's done. So there has been a book published on all of the ghost stories. It's called Quiet Hours, and it was published in 2002, and it was published by three St. Mary's College alumni, whose names are Shelley Hauser, Veronica Kessenich, one of those, and Kristen Matha, or Matha. Um, So yeah, basically during their time in college, they just interviewed a bunch of staff, faculty, local residents, and students, and then they put together a collection of stories with different sightings and happenings and stuff like that. And they went back and, like, did research on, like, historical things that happened there, and, like, they okayed it with the university. So a lot of the stuff is, like, backed up. So I think I I really want to get a copy just because I'd be so interested, you know, as is a place that I've, like, been running around since I learned how to run, basically. (laughs) Learned how to run and walk. I would just be interested to see kind of the history behind it and the ghost stories. Yeah. But they also said there were some stories that they could not share because of, like, privacy Mm. reasons of, like, the family still being around and Mm. wanting to protect people's, you know, identities if it was, like, a suicide situation. Or, like, I don't know, maybe with that coroner... Why did I even try to say the, the word coroner? Coroner. With that coroner report? <laughs> I hate you. That's like totally, that's what we're going to have to use for this episode. Yeah. A coroner? A coroner. <laughs> coroner. Coroner. I get, it's so much easier for me to say that word. <laughs> I don't have to say any of the coroner. Um, but, uh, yeah, like something like that, where there was evidence that maybe the family protected and tried to hide from the public. I don't know. But that was kind of cool when I yeah. heard that. 
Um, so last but not least, my story mm. in Le Mans Hall. Le Mans. Um, so I was like, was I 13 at this time? 13 or 14. Yeah. And I was staying there with one of my friends from middle school, Samantha Marley, who actually ended up going to St. Mary's for college. Um, and we were roommates. It was just me and her. And we had a closet, but like you were only there for a week. So like we didn't even put anything in the closet. I don't even think my suitcase was in the closet. Everything was like out around us. We put some clothes in like the drawers yeah. in the wardrobe, but there was nothing in there. But we would leave the, it had a little drawstring light, you know, like those normal closets do. And so we would leave that light on when we'd go to bed. So we had like kind of a little nightlight, but yeah. there was no door on the closet. So it was just like a closet without a door and then a light and like some shelves and stuff. Yeah. But it was like there wasn't anything else in there. So we would leave that on every night. And <laughs> oh my God, this is like so funny because it's just such like a typical like nerdy like musical theater girl thing to do. But we like, I think I made like a Josh Groban favorite scene. <laughs> you a Grobanite? What? A Grobanite? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, we loved Josh Groban. And we would just, like, listen no. to it before we were, like, going to bed. We'd, like, listen to the songs. You raise me up. Well, that's not... So you raise me up is not just Josh Groban. Yeah, it's not okay. just him. But that's, like, the only one I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we had, like, some of his songs that we'd listen to or whatever and, like, be all, like, you know, like, little 13-year-old girls. Uh, he, he, he. And so we were laying on the beds, and because we, we'd pull our beds together, as you do. Of course. And whatever, it was later at night. And then very distinctly, I wish, like, like this. I can't reach it. We have a ceiling fan above us right now that has one of those. But, like, very distinctly, as if someone just was, like, whacked that, and it was, like, tink, 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 tink. And to this day, I don't know why this was how I reacted, but at the time, because we both heard it and we both looked at each other and Sam goes, what was that? And then I immediately just like went into like protector mode or like trying to like calm the situation down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that was my foot. And she was like, uh. that was your foot? And I was like, yeah, I just like hit the bed. And then she was like, oh, okay. But I was like, oh my God. Now I'm the only one that knows that that was paranormal uh. or like something that was scary. And so... She like went to sleep and I remember I was like still awake just being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then the next morning I told her and I can't remember if it was before or after that, but there was also like one of those, like a, like a Ralph's bag or like this like Trader Joe's bag yes. like that was sitting and we were using that as a trash can for stuff or a trash bag. Um, but it like was sitting upright, like it could support itself. It wasn't like falling over or anything. And it, we had the windows open. So this is the thing I don't know. I can't say this is paranormal, but it moved like halfway across the dorm room. Yeah. And the windows were open. So that could have been air related. <laughs> What'd you say? I said ants. Ants. <laughs> scary. Oh my God. Wait, that'd be so cute. They're like, don't mind us. Just like carrying it out. <sighs> um, but th so that was weird. So there were, that was like kind of weird. And that was during the day when the bag moved and it was kind of the same thing. Like we both saw it and then we both like looked at each other and we're kind of like, um, what? Like didn't know what to do. Um, but this thing like 
no one was in that closet. There was nothing that could get in the way. There was not a window in the closet. There was no yeah. airflow going in there. And it was such a specific and loud sound. Cause like I have those kind of drawstring lights in my room on like literally just like this, the one that we have like a ceiling fan with like three light bulbs. Like I had that exact same thing in my bedroom. And so I knew what that sound sounded like. And it was so specific. It just, so, there was no other. Did it, but then it didn't, did it start spinning or did it just rock like back and forth? You said it, like something made it go like this. But... So it was, so the one in the closet was just a light bulb, a single light bulb with a single string. Okay. So it wasn't so, a fan. No. It's, okay. So it sounded like someone hit that string. Oh, yeah. The, to clarify, the string. it was not a fan. Okay. It was not a fan in lights. It was one single light bulb with a, a little pull okay. string. So the string moved. And I also want to say that we could not see it from the bed and the light did not go off. So that's why I say it sounded like someone hit it because we just heard the tinkling sound of it like hitting the glass of the light bulb and moving around and then it eventually stopped. Could it have been like a a fat ass moth or something? (laughs) No, I mean, there just wasn't like, I didn't see it, but honestly, I'm glad I didn't see it because if I would have looked it in that closet and seen that moving, I'm sure we both would have run out of the room. Yeah. And then after that, I felt really bad. But there was one night where I woke up in the middle of the night and had to go to the bathroom. And I woke Sam up to go with me because I was Aww. so scared. I felt really bad. I kept saying sorry like the whole Aww. while we were walking down the hall. And after Aww. I came out of the stall, I was like, I'm so sorry. But she was really nice. She was like, it's okay. It was very, very creepy. Oh, yeah. oh, and if we just, have a good ghost hunting. Just to this. Overnight. Oh, yeah. No, definitely that. there. But it was just so creepy that like. I don't know. Why Why did I tell her? I still to this day don't know why I was like, oh, that was me. Because in the moment I thought I was like, tr- like everything would be okay if like she wasn't scared. But then I realized that I was scared by myself and it would have been way better yeah. if we were both scared together. Yeah. <gasps> it's just silly. But yeah, so that's my experience. I think that was my first paranormal experience. And so it began. Yeah. So it began. That was my first one. Wow. Thank so you yeah, for sharing. So yeah, so that is St. Mary's College, one of my favorite places. Yeah, some cool stories. Some cool stories. Yeah, lots lots of yeah. stories. So, babe, what did you pick? What did I pick? Well, yeah. I picked St. Andrews University in Scotland. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> In Scotland. You were so proud of yourself. Yeah, we might keep that in. We'll see. (laughs) I picked picked St. Andrews University in Scotland. Nice. So just a little bit of background, but there's like five ghosts I'm going to tell you about. Great. I'm super stoked. Pretty elaborate stories. Is this where the gray lady... Is there a gray lady here? There's a white lady. Oh, white lady. Okay, yeah. Same thing. There's probably a gray lady somewhere else, but... No, but white lady, that's like the yeah. same thing. Okay, okay. so I think I've heard that. A little story. bit of very brief background. Mm-hmm. The University of St. Andrews is a British public university in St. Andrews, Fife, Scotland. <gasps> Fife? Yeah. yeah. Fife. I know that just from Macbeth. Yeah. It is the oldest of the four ancient universities of Scotland. So it was the first one. Okay. I've ever opened in Scotland. Sure. And the third oldest university in the English speaking world. So in. Wow. Um, so, yeah, behind Oxford and Cambridge. Sure, sure. Those are the two oldest. I think That's it's crazy. Cambridge the oldest, then Oxford. I, I, I don't know. So, yeah, it was founded between 1410 and 1413 by someone, and this bit's confusing. He wasn't a pope because this was a bit, this was a time in history where the 
the papacy was being disputed between like seven people. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like the Clash of Kings. So like, extra. So there was like seven different popes. Sure. So this guy is henceforth known as Antipope. An antipope. Antipope. Oh my god, wait, 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 wait. Rue Pope Drag Race. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's, some... That's what your episode's gonna be called. Rue Pope Drag Rue Pope Drag Race. Antipope Benedict the Thirteenth. Okay. So he was that's an anti pope? Yeah, I mean I guess that's what the Catholic Church calls the popes that were later not recognized as popes because they were all just saying they should be pope when okay. they hadn't really been all right. elected pope sure. by all the smoke and whatnot how the Catholic I don't even know like how the whole pope thing works. Does he have to be a cardinal? Does well, he have to be you have to be an uh, I think it's an archcardinal or a cardinal uh. and then they all meet in the Vatican City and they go into a little room and then the smoke changes color from white to black when they decide who's going to be Pope. <laughs> Rue Pope's Drag Race. Oh it God. literally is. And RuPaul's there behind the smoke. <laughs> it is revealed. <laughs> I think it's from I'm white dying. to black. It might be from black to white. I can't remember. I can but literally hear like RuPaul being like, Pope girl. Yeah. And then hey, the smoke changes color outside when they oh decide who's going to be Pope. Oh my God. It's like a king's moot in Game of Thrones. Where they pro- sure. proclaim Jon Snow as the king, the king in the north, the king in the north, the king in the north. The king king in the north. Okay. So, the king. so some of these stories are a little bit gruesome. So, okay, buckle up. All right, no more Rue Pope's drag yeah, okay. race. So this first one is Patrick Hamilton. Hamilton. Exactly. Hamilton. Way before that, though. So no, Patrick yeah. Hamilton was a 16th century student and then teacher. At St. Andrew's University. Aww. Now, his spirit, it is claimed, still maintains power over the institution to this <gasps> day. Oh, mm-hmm. spooky. Yeah, so people still see him, whatever. Interesting. So he was a Protestant reformer. So he was one of the people who wanted to move away from the Catholic Church. Okay, so, so he was trying to bring more people to, to, the, to the Protestant, Protestant religion. Think, okay. Lutherism, yeah. Okay. But he was because of this, he was charged with heresy and endured a awful death. Eek. Awful. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. His sentence was carried out on a cold winter's day oh, in God. February 1528. So, he was burned at the stake outside the front entrance to St. Salvatore's Chapel. Uh-huh. But, burn, I mean, but being burned at the stake is bad. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, he was burned at the stake because... It was a cold day. It was a cold day. So it took them from noon until 6 p.m. Oh for them God. to actually kill him <gasps> at the stake. He was so he's 21. He was only 21 years oh old. Oh my God. And he was um so he was like a liberal, like a kind of like classic student in college today, yeah. being rebellious, but instead of being kicked out or labeled a hippie, he was burnt at the stake. Right. So they put him to a put they tie him oh to a stake God. at noon and the executioners can't get the fires going. So they put gunpowder underneath his arms, which blows up and injures him, but doesn't kill him because the flames still won't rise because the day is just so cold. And then it burns, it burns, and he's dying. And his final words before he died were, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Mm. So he is regarded as Scotland's first martyr of the Reformation, which Mm. is, yeah, awful that he died for... Poor Patrick. Yes, silly. So, 
A scorched likeness of his face is said to have been burned into the stone of the tower he was facing while being burned alive. Wow. Now let me see if I can find this. Ooh, do you have a picture? Yeah. (gasps) Okay. Patrick Hamilton burn. Ooh, also I didn't find any photos from my thing, but I am going to post a photo of Lamont Hall and Holy Cross Hall just because they're beautiful. So everyone will get to see those. Just because yeah. they're really, really beautiful. They say, they, people claim that this was burned in. <laughs> my, fr- my eyebrows are so, like, yeah. scrunched right now. Oh, I mean, that does look I mean, it looks like, like a face. A face but it looks like a face creepy. someone kind of etched into the wall. Don't you think? Like, um... I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to know, so sure. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Hamilton's initials still mark the spot where he was executed. Now, in terms of sightings or whatever, there's there's no... I couldn't find any specific sightings, but there's just some general curses and vagaries. Students at the university are warned not to step on the monogram where his initials are Mm. for fear that the curse will be placed on them and they will fail their exams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And students must partake in the annual May dip, which involves running into the North Sea at 5 a.m. in order to wash away the bad omens. Now, the North Sea is cold. Yeah. In, and in May especially, but all the time, that would be cold at 5 a.m. So I don't get why that's linked to him. I guess you're on fire, so you jump into the water. Whatever. Maybe. Um, people like to have reasons for doing way, silly stuff. Another way, if you don't want to do that, is to strip naked and run backwards three times around St. Salvatore's quad between classes. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Classic students. Okay. We had something like that in my university called Chilling Runs, where you would run from, like, SAE fraternity. Matt can back me up. Oh, yeah? You'd run, like, from SAE fraternity to Schilling Hall. I think do, like, a certain amount of push-ups and then run back. Naked? Yeah. I I never wanted to do it because if I ever got, like, if I got caught doing that, I don't. Did you get into trouble? I think, I mean, I would imagine, because it'd be like, you were nude. But um, also someone told me one time that there were cameras, and so they could get that, like, footage, and I was like, I don't want some creepy creepy security guard having that. Some students say they have experienced the sound of crackling and the smell of burning flesh near Hamilton's execution site. Eek. Yes. Eek indeed. Yeah. But there weren't any stories of hauntings or sightings or anything like that. Hmm. Okay. So now we're going to move on to a happy one. Okay, thanks. (laughs) This one is about the young Tom Morris. Tom Morris. Yes. Tom Morris. You know Tom Morris? No, no. I'm just repeating the names. (laughs) So it has been reported that a phantom golfer haunts the bunkers and fairways at St. Andrews. A golfer? Yeah. Mm. Because there's apparently a lot of golf that happens at the St. Andrews Old Course. Okay. So tales have been told of a ghostly figure that helps local golfers get their stray balls back that they hit into the rough. Get those stray balls back, boys. Yeah, yeah. RuPaul's ball race. No, sorry. Just kidding. Is this like an ad advertisement now for this report? <laughs> no, I don't know why. It's just making okay. me. So the ghost ball. is said to be a manifestation, good word, of the 19th century golfer, young Tom Morris, hmm. who at the age of just 17 won the Open Championship four times in a row. 
Hey, there you go, Tom. So he was a good golfer. He was the son of another golfer whose name, guess what his name was? Tom Sr. No, well, kind of. This, if this was young Tom Morris, who's the other one? Old Tom? Yeah. <laughs> what? Older Tom Morris was the other guy's name. They literally called him Older Tom? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they called him that before. His son <laughs> Real born, original, y'all. So. He was like, yeah, he was always Older Tom yeah. when he was like three. <laughs> they would always play exhibition matches together. This one was actually in North Berwick, which isn't Berwick upon Tweed, oh, where yeah. my dad's from, but okay. near there. Okay. So they were playing an exhibition match, and then word got to Tom that his wife, Margaret, had gone into labor. Mm. So there were only two holes left to play, so naturally they finished playing golf. <laughs> oh my god, I just eye rolled so extreme. <laughs> oh my god, you're almost going to have the... First off, why is he not already there? Like, I don't understand this time period. Yeah. Ugh, God. There were only two holes left to play, so they finished playing golf and hurried home by ship. So they had to go home by ship, because they must have been on an island of some sort. What? Yeah. I think Fife is an island. You have to know, at that point, that your (laughs) wife is, like, gonna have the baby soon. Whatever. This was in the time when, like, men couldn't, like, be in the room when women had babies, wasn't it? It was, like... Um, maybe. Not proper. So stupid. Not sure about that, but... Yeah, so they hurried home by boat or ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably a boat because it wouldn't have been like a big cruise ship. Sure. And found that the mother and baby had died. Both of them? It a childbirth, yeah. I mean, this oh was like God. the 19th century, so that no, happened a I lot. Know, but, but yeah. Still. So heartbroken, young Tom died four months later on Christmas morning, 1875. And the official cause of death was a heart attack, which is sad. But now, apparently, he still helps golfers finding their Yeah, and he's probably walls, with so. his wife and his baby. Yeah. Wait, Somewhere. how can he be doing that and be with Well, golfers? maybe they don't come down to the golf course, but they're okay. all chilling. Yeah. All right. <laughs> She's like, see you later. Have fun scaring those people. <laughs> okay. This one is about the nun. Oh, the scary nun. The okay. veiled nun of St. Leonard's. Blech. Ooh, this Yuck. one's gross. Okay. So this is one of St. A- of St. Andrew's most famous ghost stories. The Veiled Nun of St. Leonard's. So people who are walking down a short stretch called Nun's Walk, mm-hmm. is what it's called, have been known to encounter a horrible, disfigured phantom. Okay. Centuries ago, it is said, people say, <laughs> a <laughs> people young woman say. lived in St. Andrew's. She was a well-educated, religious-like beautiful and rich so she was wanted by all the men she had it all she had it all you know she was a real mother a real one like was it mike pence because his wife mother ew gross she was mother she was for a guy like that she was all you could want gross she however would have none of them and turned away suitor after suitor after suitor because she didn't want him yeah because she was a lesbian (laughs) y'all one day however she unexpectedly allowed an eligible young man to pursue her and win her hand. Wedding preparations were made, but the bride suddenly changed her mind and announced that instead of becoming an earthly bride, she would enter a nunnery and become a bride of Christ. Perfect. So whether actually she really did want to become a nun or she didn't actually want to marry this man, but was kind of being forced to by her parents, Mm -hmm. you don't know because this is in the 19th century. Sure. But she decided she wanted to become a nun. So her fiancé heard this and 
rushed to St. Andrews to claim her as his own. Gross. But, alas, when he arrived there, he found that she had done what she had threatened to do. With a knife, she had cut off both her eyelids, slit both her nostrils, cut off her lips, and branded both cheeks with a red-hot poker. Did you notice that I was touching my eye when you said that? No. I was like touching my eye and then you said that and I literally moved my hand and just covered my mouth because I was like, ooh. It's horrifying. Horrified, obviously, he rushed home and committed suicide. The young woman died a few weeks later. Since then, people have claimed to have seen a dark figure, heavily veiled, emerging from behind a tree in the lane. And if you're really unlucky, she'll like... Oh, God, no. Nope. And Mm-mm. you'll see Mm-mm. her face. Her face. All... Tore up. Mm-hmm. Toe up, honey. Yeah. Oh, no. Scary. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awful. And there's a few, like, sightings and people who have been on ghost tours and claim to have seen that, but I couldn't find... Any, like, images? Any... Ooh, God, um, that's rough. It might be because it's hard to find pictures like that because there's a famous painting called The Veiled Nun. The Veiled Nun of St. Leonard's. So this is where... Um, that's where people see her. Like do, she'll do, pop do, out do, around do, the corner? Do, do. Yeah. Or she'll come from behind a tree. And see... Okay. You'll see her... You'll see her gross face. Okay, so this is another nice one. Okay. And then we're going to get to the, the most famous one. Okay. So this one is called The Kind Monk of St. Rule's Tower. A kind monk. Yeah. So the monk is said to allow visitors safe passage up the ancient stairs of St. Rule's Tower. In the 1950s, it was reported that one visitor to the tower was offered assistance on the stairs by a kindly monk who was blocking his path, but he refused but then the man reported that he felt nothing as he squeezed past the monk on the tight stairs. Aww. So he saw this guy. This guy asked him for, if he wanted help. Yeah. He squeezed past no. him. Didn't feel anything. And then like the monk was gone. He was and just going to help you. Yeah, right. Rude. So that's a nice one. It's a short one. Mm-hmm. But now we go to the, the main one. The white lady. <gasps> okay. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So... Next to the cathedral, there are cliffs mm-hmm. on the north side of the cathedral. Yeah. There are cliffs overlooking the North Sea. And by all along, that that is mm-hmm. a wall with towers. Mm-hmm. So there are, but there are a bunch of them. There are like 13 of them. But this one is called, um, well, now it's called the Haunted Tower or the <laughs> Ghost Tower or the Virgin Tower or Mary's Tower or okay. the Chamber of Corpses. A bunch of great names but it was just one of the towers along the abbey wall so a wall of stone nine inches thick used to block the entrance to this tower but um in 1893 an article in the press revealed details of an expedition to go into the tower and find out what was inside it Mm. so let's see what was inside it. let's find out there was a chamber filled up to There was a chamber filled with ten coffins from various different centuries. Nine males and one female. Some were wrapped head to toe in white wax cloth, which is Mm. probably where White Lady comes from. Mm -hmm. Now, one of them was the corpse of a young, slim, beautiful woman, four and a half feet long. Um, Four and a half feet long? A long? long? Yeah. Like, 
No, a young... Oh, sorry. Yeah, young, slim, beautiful woman, slim, four and a okay. half feet long. Now, how, what does that mean? Like, was this like a child? Also, yeah. And was how do like they know midget, that she person? was beautiful if she was all... Uh, 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 okay. Both, sorry. To, uh, 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 okay. you, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Both she and the other corpses were in a perfect state of preservation. Okay. There were, sure. was no obvious indication as to who they were or why they came to be entombed in the tower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not sure, because four foot five is small. Mm-hmm. But maybe back then wasn't everyone used to be a lot shorter. Everyone used to be a lot shorter, but I think four foot, because isn't four foot ten or eleven like? Yeah, if you're like short, almost that, five you're officially foot. Mm-hmm. A, like a little person. No, no, no. It, I mean, it maybe four foot five. Maybe yeah. four foot five. I don't know. Someone can enlighten us on that. But if that was a different time. Yeah. People were smaller. Yeah. So. But now we're going to move to a guy called Richard Faulkner, Falconer, I think it's pronounced Faulkner, of St. Andrew's Ghost Tours. Oh, okay. Yeah, this ghost tour has got really good reviews. Apparently. Oh, okay. And it's very, very fun. So if we're ever in St. Andrew's... Oh my God, I would love to do that. Then we can go and do this tour. Yeah. I hope I don't see the nun, though. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't see her. See everyone else, but not her. <laughs> yeah. So he started to do... He had heard this story when he was young. So as he got older, he started to do research. Which one? The white lady? The white lady, yes. So apparently there had been six openings of the tower in the 19th century. So, but this was all press from the 1890s. So you can't really conclude that much from it. But he believes that the corpses in the tower were the preserved remains of local, possibly Celtic era saints predating 1000 AD. Okay. So really old. Mm-hmm. He believes that they had been worshipped in the cathedral during 400 years of Catholic rule, but were then put in the tower mm-hmm. during the Protestant Reformation. Okay. Which then destroyed the cathedral and Catholicism mm, right. having a grip on Scotland. Right. Which I'm not sure if that's necessarily a good thing, because lots of people probably were burned Because they were Catholics? Yeah, because yeah. they were Catholics, or because they were Protestants, or whatever. Yeah. For believing one thing or another. You know, I know, I know. Arbitrary that's reasons, awful. but that's what he there's that's his theory. There's also another theory that it was the mortuary of a family in the sixteen hundreds, but he doesn't think that's true. Mm, okay. Obviously. Because he wouldn't, because he's a ghost hunter. <laughs> right. So there were also details of the eventual burial of the bodies that were left there, although the white lady's body seemed to have gone missing. Freaky. Yeah. So they went to bury the bodies and couldn't find the white lady. She's like a female Jesus. Do, do, do. <laughs> what? You think? Jesus' body wasn't there when they went back to find it. Yeah, but they buried him. Yeah, but I was... Sorry. Body. I was just making a joke, a joke yeah. of like, they no, went no, to go get sense. a body and yeah, it was and gone. Yeah, she wasn't there. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So he says, I've seen her the white lady, twice in the cathedral grounds. Once in 1978, there were six of us still at school in Kilrymont, and again in 1981, there were three of us, and it's always the same description. She's been seen shrouded in a veil, and I found that inside... Well, this doesn't really make sense, but I found that inside the cathedral grounds, she's always shrouded. Yeah, she's always shrouded. She stands next to the haunted tower, or she stands next to the cloisters at the chapter house. People always speak of her as being luminous as the full moon and glowing slightly. 
And mm. a lot of the ones I saw as well, she was always waving a handkerchief. As well, oh, she was waving a handkerchief. Interesting. Just, okay. It's almost as if you cut out human form from the full moon. That's what she looks like. Wow. She has that vibrancy, but on the outside, she looks different. I'm not sure what that means, but... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then he goes on to say, there she is described as very slim, with long dark hair, wearing a long white dress, young and very attractive. And that compiled with reports of when they went into the middle chamber and found her entombed within there. So he was saying that reports of her being seen matches up with the reports of the people that initially went in mm -hmm. and found this body. Yeah. Now, everyone's got it bad for this ghost girl, though. Yeah, that's what everyone's I'm like. She's just, super hot. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. I just don't think. Maybe that's a part of the like ethereal energy is that she's yeah. just like so beautiful. Because you hate. I'm imagining like very Arwen in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because she like glows like cause that. Because I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Because either it's a ghost mm -hmm. or it's like a very well preserved body. But I mean, embalming is a thing that's been done since like Egyptian times. But sure. But not to the extent where a body could look like hot <laughs> thousands of years sure. after it was dead. So. I don't know what to make of the press in the 1890s coming out with it. Maybe that was like a the equivalent then of like ghost stories of people going in and finding it. I mean, could it be like a Romeo and Juliet situation where she took a ton? Like, how long were they in there? Well, by the time the eight people in 1893 had gone into it, yeah. it had been it had been a hundred years or oh, at yeah. least. I mean. More than all right, yeah. I don't know how to, to explain him, it that. It had been 800, 900 years. Okay, I was gonna say, like, if she, they had somehow discovered this, but they didn't know how long it had been in there, yeah, she could have had like some weird tonic or something. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, tonic that made it so she didn't rot, or yeah, because I know, I mean, obviously, like Romeo and Juliet is a fictional story, but there are, I think, there still are types of like medicine or a tonic or something that can like can almost make it seem like the person's dead yeah but then they die no no they would <laughs> they like come back so that's why i'm saying if he saw her this is i don't even think this is what i'm saying though i don't even think it's relevant because you're saying they were it was proven that they were in there for 100 years yeah i mean so it's not they, i'm they, saying if it wasn't if that oh, wasn't she was proven. alive yeah yeah. Okay. yeah 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 if like no. somehow she had actually been alive and she just was like woke yeah. back up they were and was in like, coffins uh, yeah like it says that they broke in through the stone door that was blocking the entrance opened the coffins and found vampires no found vampires. The, the white lady so what else what else happens okay so in the bottom chamber mm -hmm. of the haunted tower local legend says you can shake hands with the white lady by putting your arm through a gun hole. So there are holes in the tower where people mm -hmm. used to shoot guns from. So through the hole in the 19th century, workmen used to throw bones from the cemetery out of the tower so okay. it would just go into the cliffs. Okay. So they'd throw them out of the tower and then they'd throw them off cliffs later. I don't know why he adds that detail, but I guess it's kind of spooky. <laughs> sure. Bones, spooky. So Throwing bones okay. I, out I, I, I or all around. It. Whatever. So Richard added, this is another one of Richard's stories. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> A few months ago, we were walking along the Scores path, up the path towards the Archbishop's palace. 
Now, I don't think any archbishops had a pa- have a palace, but that's a whole other thing. When a chap, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. When a chap stopped me and said, Richard, I didn't want to stop you when you were at the tower because you were on a roll. Cute. <laughs> so funny. So cute. But I've just seen her, the white lady. I was describing her as he was observing her. He only saw her for a second. She was walking across the path and disappeared into the bushes behind the tower. It's not until something defies the laws of physics that people realize it's something not of this realm. Well, yeah, because you'd just be like, why is that girl being weird and like walking around by herself staring at me? And then she like disappears and you're like, oh, shit. So there's another one. Then at the loophole on the outside of the tower. Now, is that loophole? And then maybe it's a part where it loops around. I'm not sure. Uh But we've had experiences of people putting their cameras through and them completely shutting down. An American woman put her camera through the last year. She was laughing and joking, but then she stopped laughing when her camera shut down. <laughs> he, sounds, he sounds so like her. She was laughing and joking, but then she wasn't joking. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't <laughs> laughing next. <Yeah. laughs> in another incident, a woman put her arm through. She was in shock. She was quite disturbed. She froze. She, claimed, she then claimed she was joking. But he says, at least, she wasn't. She was visibly shaken. She put her arm through, and something quite forcibly brushed past her hand. There were no birds or mice in there, so no one can explain what it was. So the loophole he must, he's talking about must be where you shake arms. Right, right. The, the same gun hole. Right. I don't know why you call it a gun hole, then a loophole. But. So, the most common thing... I think you must have meant to say something else, but it says, the most common thing happened last when 43 people were on a tour last Easter. 30 of them school children between 10 and 12. All of them were very eager putting their arms through. And it, apparently it got very sinister. A girl put her arm through and then burst into tears. She said something grabbed her wrist and tried to pull her through the hole. She had to be consoled by her teachers. Aww. So apparently that's the thing that's happened most on the tour yeah. is you put your arm through something and apparently someone you, yeah. pulls you through. Yeah. This is. I'm, have I been to this place? That's really ringing a bell. Really? That, yeah, I'm trying to remember if I've been there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Whew. The old legend of St. Andrews is that if you put your hand through the hole there, you can shake hands with the white lady. But it doesn't. It grabs your wrist. Yeah, yeah. Says, so. yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. Especially if you're a little girl, that poor girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is why I mentioned the bones. He says he thinks that the energies pulling people's wrists are the workmen... Who uh, no the townspeople whose bones were being thrown out <gasps> oh, while yeah. the graveyard was being emptied, yeah, and like all the remains were just thrown off the cliffs, right? So that he says it's those energies yeah, well, doing yeah, that, that would create some lady. really negative energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, my chair keeps. Yeah. I'm in a squeaky chair. I need to get a different one next time. So he keeps going, talking about the white lady being seen and mm-hmm. waving her handkerchief, and on his tours, people always see the white lady or whatnot. But then he finishes very eloquently and he says, there's a lot going on there that we don't really know about. Perhaps we never will. (laughs) Yeah. So that's St. Andrews. There's a healthy selection of ghosts. Yeah, no kidding. There's a white lady. There's a monk. There's a golfer. There's Mm -hmm. a burned man. A bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. That's crazy. I'm sure there's more as well. Yeah. Lots of spirits running around there. I feel like a lot of times, because my school has a lot of like, I didn't really talk about it that much, but like because it's a Catholic university and like, 
even like their what statement of call like the the statement on behalf of the university is like has dang it on behalf of the college sorry um like they talk about like the religion and stuff like that and how that like wraps into the things that they teach and all that kind of stuff i do want to say a lot of the teachers that teach at saint mary's are very very liberal including my mother so it's not like Mm-hmm. conservative in the way that Notre Dame is conservative. But I mean, obviously there are yeah. some elements yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. And as I haven't gone there as a student, I can't speak too much to that. Um, but I can speak on behalf of my mother. Um, but I think sometimes there are like these weird kind of ties with like these places that have such religious, such strong religious traditions. Yeah. Well, I just think that's interesting. Where there is strong religious stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Especially, not necessarily in America, because it was in not like the 1600s, mm-hmm. because it yeah, was right, a country right. then. Right. But in the 1500s, 1600s, when like religious persecution was a very real thing that happened to right. hundreds of right. thousands of people. Like, and it was just so... <laughs> it was awful because it said, like during the Tudors, like Mary would come into power and then she was Catholic and then anyone who wasn't a Catholic could be burned. But then exactly. Elizabeth came into power and then anyone who wasn't a Protestant exactly. gets burned. So it's yeah. just like, what are you supposed to be? Yeah. Like, you just have to keep yeah. flip-flopping. And then I guess at, at that kind of time, like no peasants really would be that religious. And then maybe not. Yeah, because... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you would like prove that. That's the scary thing though. Yeah, well at that time, like religion was just owned the country. Right. And it was used to right. scare people into saying, exactly. don't do this. You're going to hell. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, do you believe? Do you believe? <laughs> do you um, believe in thank you guys. <laughs> do you believe I'm practicing, in life after love? I'm practicing I think it needs sync. to be a little. Do you believe? Did you hear me? Wait, what did you say? I said I was practicing for my lip sync. Oh, yeah, your lip sync. I can't do a very good chair impression, I don't think. Chair impression? That's my best one. It's not very good. Can't do a very good chair. Chair. No. I'm not going to share any more of my share impression because it's not shareable. It's not very good. Michael's just staring at me. Well, I was already making a joke. I was saying chair impression. Oh, chair. Like oh. But then you went and made a different joke, which is funny. <laughs> but I was just like, okay. Sorry. It's okay. Stole your thunder. <laughs> chair impression. Do you um, believe? Do you believe? Thank you guys for oh, joining us again. We'll what? be doing a listener episode once a month. Yes. Oh, yes. Before we forget to announce that, I was yeah. going to go through our social media stuff, but thank you. The next yes. one will be a listener episode? No. Um, no, the next one won't be a listener episode. It'll be a chair impression. I think two regular episodes, a listener's episode, and then a regular episode again okay. was, is a good plan. So it's going to be this one, then another one. Yes. Then a listener one, then yes. another one. So if anyone Great. would like to share their stories with us, if you want to perfect share. lead into, <laughs> if you want to share your stories with us, um, perfect lead into our social media. Thank you, babe. Our email is Believer at gmail.com. Um, and then we are on Instagram as BritAndBelieverPod. And then oh, we talked about making a Twitter, but I still haven't made a Twitter, but I will make one. I hate Twitter. 
so much. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't use Twitter personally, but it probably would be really good for the podcast. Yeah. Um, and we yeah. also have a Patreon, so you can look up Brit and Believer on there. And uh, on there, actually, I think it's The Brit and The Believer. Uh, I'll Brit- double check. Sorry, and, guys. Uh, do we have any Patreons <laughs> Clearly, yet? we're pros. Do we what? have any Patreons yet? No. No, no, we don't have anything okay. going yet. If you want but... to be our first patron yeah, on yeah, Patreon, yeah. just give us I know. 10 probably, cents uh, a month. Honestly, I probably have to like set it up properly. That's my bad, guys. Um, the best way that you can help us right now, instead of Patreon, though, is iTunes reviews. Oh, yes, please. So that Drop would a be... review, even just a rating. Yes. Yeah, honestly, even just a rating, um, a review, and we are more than happy to hear any constructive criticism Mm -hmm. or feedback that you guys have you can email us that um we're more than happy to hear you know your guys thoughts on stuff like that and i think that's i think that's everything about it yeah one more thing to say we'll be back next week do Do you you believe believe? bye-bye